Hey, what's going on, Black people? My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins, and uh, today I want to talk real quick. I had some quick thoughts about this interesting thing I saw with Tamika Mallory and Vicki Dillard. Uh, it appears that Tamika Mallory, in response to questions that Vicki Dillard has about um, her Cadillac commercial and her activism, has actually blocked uh, Vicki. And, and I know them both, and I, I thought I had some thoughts on this, and I want to lay this out here. It's not going to take me a long time to do this, but uh, we're going to break this all down and talk about Tamika Mallory and Vicki Dillard, but not so much in a negative way, just kind of give you some perspective on it and how white supremacy is always in the building. So buckle up your seatbelt, get comfortable. We're going to get started on drboystv.com right now. Here we are, clan the isms, cataclysm, great. Our people out here struggling, trying to make it in this state. Everybody out here doing it, but we the ones who late. Now, family, we the ones who gotta delegate. Get that money in the power, never be fake. Stick to co-sign for three. What did he say? Uh, create jobs, support our own. Educate the same and buy back your home. Got three degrees, triple ten. Three PhDs, now we on the CNN. DBTV, let's talk about negligence. Ignorance is blissful, we can turn into intelligence. Please, none of what you hear, half of what you see. Let's break it down here on Dr. Voice TV. Hey, what's going on, guys? My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. Welcome to DrBoyceTV.com, the home for intelligent black people. Uh, do me a favor, hit the thumbs up button, share, subscribe button. If you haven't done it yet, we're not going to talk long today, but I just wanted to jump in and share um, some honest points of view with you in hopes that this can make us all a little bit better, a little bit smarter at the end of the day. Um, also, don't forget, um, you know, you know, a lot of black folks are being black blocked from social media, being kicked off for whatever reason, uh, for being a little too black, a little too vocal, a little too honest. And uh, and if you're not on certain agendas and you're going to get kicked off. So uh, so we have a platform, blagenough.com. So if you want to join us, uh, go to blagenough.com and uh, sign up there. You can actually find people in your own community that you can actually hang out with. Uh, so it's a great place for networking amongst our people. Now, with that said, let me jump in and talk a little bit about uh, two people that I know. Um, I know pretty well. I know uh, Vicki Dillard very well. I know uh, Tamika Mallory pretty well. Um, I knew Tamika Mallory back when um, maybe about 12 years, 13 years ago. She used to be the right-hand person of Al Sharpton back in the day. I don't know if she still works with Al or not. I don't know what their relationship is. Um, I can't speculate on that. All I know is that they used to be, uh, you know, just aces, like right there in, in, the, in the same pocket, doing everything together. And, uh, and, I, and even back then, I was impressed with Tamika's intelligence. I think she's a smart lady. I'm not surprised at all that she is, um, you know, where she is now, that people know who she is and stuff like that. Now, here's the thing, though. Um, Vicki Dillard also is one of the best people I've ever worked with. Uh, Vicki Dillard is a wonderful human being. Uh, when you talk about relationships, which actually is one of the things we're going to really hit this weekend at the Black Love Weekend, uh, which I hope you guys will join us. When you talk about building relationships with other people, when you talk about black love, not just romantic love, but when you talk about love between brother and sister and, and sisters and, and, and brothers and all that, like we, we have this interesting thing that goes on when it comes to our community where sometimes people want to fight more than they want to actually become friends. They, uh, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just triggering or whatever. Alicia's a relationship therapist. She can break it all down. But anyway, that's what we're actually going to do this weekend. We're going to actually have experts come in and break this down this weekend at the black love weekend so you can sign up right there the urls right there is totally free brought to you by the black business school now speaking of black love uh two people that you would expect to have love for each other on some level or at least some basic baseline of respect 
would be Vicki Dillon and uh, Tamika Mallory. Uh, both of them are uh, smart black women. Both of them are, um, you know, are, are, are activists in their own right. Uh, both of them are uh, are capable, intelligent, and accomplished. I, but, um, you know, they, they don't see eye to eye, right? And that's okay, right? It can happen, it can happen. But one thing that's really interesting to me is that I saw this post on, on, um, on Instagram uh, and I, I put it up on my Instagram, actually, just to share it. Uh, my Instagram is The Real Voice Watkins. Follow me on Instagram at The Real Voice Watkins. And uh, it was from Vicki Dillard, where Vicki Dillard announced that it looks like Tamika Mallory just blocked me on Instagram after I gave commentary to my son's defense of her. I always showed respect, concern, and truth. I find this interesting, though. Okay, so this is this is what Vicki put up. Um, and uh, And the thing about this that's really interesting to me is I, I said that's so fascinating that Tamika went out of her way. If if this is true, which I don't know, I mean, Vicky, that's what Vicky says. I, I'm going to assume that that this is what happened, and um, and and so I, I said, gosh, you know, it's kind of strange that Tamika Mallory would block Vicky because I would think that Tamika Mallory would want to talk to Vicky, right? Um, because one thing I can tell you about Vicky Dillon is this: um, Vicky Dillon is out of the, you know a part of the Nation of Islam, probably one of the most respected women on the planet in the Nation of Islam. Uh, she's uh, and, and, and the interesting thing, too, is you've got to give uh, Tamika Mallory credit because she actually defended Louis Farrakhan when those crazy, you know, racist feminists came along and said that she needed to condemn him. So shout out to Tamika Mallory for not condemning the minister, because none of us should condemn Minister Farrakhan. You can disagree with him. Man, ain't no wrong with disagreeing with people. Yeah, but, but this whole idea of I'm going to condemn that black person on behalf of the white people who pay my bills. That's nonsense. You know, that Nick Cannon type stuff is that's 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 butt breaking. That's that's public butt breaking. Right. You, you've been you've been broken in public. You got bent over and spanked like a little child in public. And it makes you look ridiculous. Right? Why are you going out of your way to go condemn other black people? No. How about you condemn all your little friends who are running the record, running the music industry and telling the black boys to murder each other? How about you condemn all your friends? that are leaving the Democratic Party and getting black people to go and vote for politicians who are doing nothing for the communities. These communities have been run by Democrats for 40 years and falling apart, people dying in the street, ain't poverty everywhere. And you're up here like, oh, well, we, we going to take care of y'all. Make sure you go shows up and vote. We're going to protect your voting rights. Well, of course you are, because without our voting rights, you don't stay in power. You ain't doing it because you like us. You're doing it because you want to stay in power, you idiot. Seriously, I, mean, I, I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going to try boys. Calm down. Don't get triggered. I'm getting triggered right now because sometimes I get frustrated. I don't know about you. So I, I'm going to give you permission to be frustrated with me if that's how you feel. I get frustrated with all the stupidity that exists in our world. I get frustrated by the fact that we live in a stupid world where we do stupid things over and over again and think somehow stupid things are going to convert themselves into smart things. That somehow magically the same dumb shit you've been doing for the last 30 years is going to magically turn into um, you know, something intelligent, something brilliant. Oh, finally, that thing that we've done for 30 years that hasn't worked is finally working now. It ain't never going to work, idiot. Calm down, boys. Let's get back to the point. So Vicky Dillard, here's the deal. When you talk about Vicky Dillard and Tamika Mallory, I see two women that are not that far apart where they can't communicate. Um, I think Tamika, you know, again, they both share a respect for Louis Farrakhan uh, in varying degrees. I, I think Vicky's love for the minister is, 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 is up there with mine, where I just think Minister Farrakhan is amazing. I love him. He, he loves us. Um, and I'm going to back him no matter what. I'm never I'm never going to disavow Farrakhan. I'll never publicly condemn him. None of that stuff. It's just not that, you know. 
it's, it's just silly. You can disagree without going out of your way to be a white supremacist and say, oh, let, master, let me go. Let me go. Condemns and master. I got I, I got I'll go do to master. That's what you have. You have black people, and they get that pressure. Right. Well, where's the pressure come from? Well, it comes from the people that pay their bills. So that's getting to my point here. When you talk about Vicki Dillard and Tamika Mallory, two smart black women who maybe differ in opinion in certain areas, um, you know, they, they, they're, they're not so far apart that they couldn't talk. Right. They're not so far apart that uh, Tamika can't say, hey, how about I come on my show and we agree to disagree? I'll give you my point of view. You give me your point of view. And then we'll just kind of we might walk away agreeing to disagree, but we can we can agree to respect each other. Right. Why is that not possible? Let me tell you why it's not possible. Why it doesn't work that way. It's this thing called white supremacy. One of the most fundamental, most powerful aspects of white supremacy is divide and conquer. Uh, And this has been done for 500 years where they will go in, they did it in Rwanda, where they took, they had, they had the Hutus and the Tutsis and they separated them and they made one group of black people feel like they were better than the other group of black people. They said they made one group of black people feel like, okay, you're acknowledged by us. You've been promoted by us. You're being elevated by us. And that makes you different from the, from the people that have not been acknowledged by us. Uh, you are the, you are the house Negro. Uh, that makes you different and better than the field Negroes. Uh, and so here's what's here's what I see. So when I see the life of Tamika Mallory, I see a woman who's been accepted by the white feminists. I see a woman who is doing a lot of um, that very liberal left leaning activism. Some of it's good. Some of it's OK. Right. You know, I, I don't think she's all bad at all. But uh, but a lot of it is cheered on by your so-called allies. Right. It's cheered on by Black Lives Matter, which is actually run by a group of Marxists who are pretty much pursuing uh, the Marxist agenda of overthrowing the government and capitalism. And that's fine. I don't care about that. But but the point is, it's not really a black movement as much as it is a white liberal movement. That's my point. And I've seen this up close. Um, I, I, had a, I got a call from some uh, some left-leaning allies in Chicago who were friends with Cornell West, and they called me to help them on a protest that they were doing for Mike Brown because Cornell West said, hey, you should call Dr. Boyce Watkins. He's right there in Chicago. So when they told me to come out to, to the rally, I said, sure, I'll come out. Yeah, of course. I mean, Mike Brown, Cornell West, is, I love Cornell West. Let's do it. And when I got there, what I found was they were inundating me with communist propaganda, right? They were trying to convert me to a communist. I'm like, look, man, I'm not no communist. I'm not really a capitalist, I, but, but I'm not a communist either. I'm just black. I'm just black. I'm a black nationalist. I believe in black people building for self. I believe in free enterprise. I believe that businesses and business owners can be good people. I want wealth in my community. I'm not into communist propaganda. So stop calling me comrade and stop trying to convince me that capitalism in America and then the, the whole, you know, the whole structure of our society needs to crumble. I don't believe that. I, do I believe in workers' rights? Of course I do. Everybody does, right? Or more, more every normal person does in my view, but I'm not a communist. So my point is, is to say that a lot of the movements that you see that appear to be black movements are not really black movements. They're simply white movements with a black face put on them. They just put on a mask, and because they got the mask on and the mask is black, you say, oh, he look like me. That must be a black movement. OK, I'm a join. All right, Mr. Ty, I'm a join. Well, you got to ask yourself, you know, deep down again, I'm a financial expert, too. That's another thing I happen to be good at. And you got to follow the money. Why is Black Lives Matter not willing to reveal where millions of dollars in the donations are coming from? Why are you not telling nobody? You know, sure. OK, yeah, well, the donors want to remain private and anonymous. Yeah, 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 but the stakes are too high for you to up here trying try to act like you're trying to be private right now when the community is trying to figure out who's paying for this thing. 
How, where did this come from? How did you suddenly rise to the top of the pile, the top of the food chain, when we got activists been, been in these streets doing a damn thing for 30 years, can't get a nickel, can't get can't get can't get a, a fake dollar bill from a corporation, but somehow you rolling on you rolling deep with two, three, four hundred million dollars. Get the hell up out of here with that nonsense. We need to know where the money comes from because that tells you everything about the what's driving any movement. And, and I'm telling you, all the, the, the communists and Marxist people I know who are like anti-money, anti-capitalism, anti-wealth, anti-greed. Well, you know what? To be to be anti-money, y'all really are floating on a whole lot of money to be so anti-money. Like usually when you're pushing these movements, when I saw what was going on this past summer, when I saw buildings getting burned down and and, and, and all this stuff in the street, all these white act, all these white people who suddenly felt like Black Lives Mattered, I was like, okay, this is too structured. This is very organized. I said, look, Alicia, they they all happen to fly right into this little town, you know, like, like from nowhere. And they're and they're getting all this money or, or better yet, they, they have all this structure, this organ. It's very organized, very structured, like it's an operation that's been planned for months. You can't do that without money. You can't do that. You can be as anti-money as you want to be, but you can't do that without money. You can't run a proper movement without money. That's why people that run these movements are always doing fundraisers. And, and the only difference between me and them is I say, yeah, you need to raise money, but instead of doing a fundraiser, why don't you just start a little business? And that, that's a, that's the best fundraiser that there is. So my point is to say that uh, you can't, you know, I, I'm not going to say I know everything. I know I can't see through everything, but I ain't stupid. Right. And, and what I'm telling you is that a lot of this stuff that you think is black really ain't black. Now, I do believe that Tamika Mallory has a good heart. I believe that Tamika Mallory wants to do the right thing. Um, I do believe, though, that I'm not on the same ideological part of the ideological spectrum as Tamika Mallory. Um, I think that uh, that Tamir Rice's mother, when she steps out and says, okay, Sean King and Lee Merritt, Ben Crump and Tamika Mallory have unfortunately been, been positioned as almost like ambulance chasers, sort of chasing down, uh, you know, chasing down uh, what I call this, uh, the, uh, what is it, what, what's the word I use? Celebrity activism, perhaps? Uh, when you get these social justice celebrities who run from case to case, and they become very famous because of it. Next thing you know, this person who was, you know, maybe a, an activist in the street who was getting their knees and elbows dirty, now suddenly they own the Grammys and they're sitting next to celebrities. And 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 then suddenly, to last Tamika Mallory was suddenly you sitting on the Cadillac commercial, and people are like, "What the hell does Cadillacs have to do with saving the black community? Uh, is Cadillac writing a check for a billion dollars for black-owned businesses? Uh, is Cadillac fighting uh, vehemently on the front lines to get all the the hundreds of thousands of black people out of prison?" Uh, what is Cadillac doing that allows them to leverage the, uh, the the cultural authenticity given to you by the black community in order to get people to buy more Cadillacs? Uh, don't get me wrong. Ain't nothing wrong with a Cadillac. I swear to God, this is a true story. Um, me and Alicia were running yesterday and Alicia said, she said, you know, I, I, I think I know what kind of car I want. I said, what kind of car you want, baby? Because, you know, I love that black woman. I, I do whatever she want me to do because I'm going to tell you, to be, dudes make fun of me. They're like, you simping for that woman. I'm like, hell yeah. I'm a simp. I simp for a woman I love. I simp for that woman. I simp for my mama. I simp for my kids. I simp for every black woman that I love. I will simp for that woman in a minute because you got to be man enough to want to simp. And I told her, I said, uh, what kind of car you want, babe? And she said, I want a Cadillac Escalade. I swear to God, that's what she said. So ain't no wrong with Cadillacs. If, any, if, if, if I'm saying, if you think that I'm saying that there's something bad about black people buying Cadillacs, I don't believe that because uh, Cadillacs are very nice cars. But here's the deal, though. One thing you won't see, though, and because I, I can't imagine how you could ever see this, is you would never see Boyce Watkins doing a Cadillac commercial. You just won't. 
You just won't. Uh, somebody reached out to me uh, not too long ago, uh, two days ago, about possibly getting in line for that money. You know, Byron Allen and, and Ice Cube and everybody else, they're, they're, they're going after the GM CEO for racism and saying, you know, you need to put more advertising into Black-owned media. When I was asked about it, I politely declined. I said, no, I do not want GM money. Uh, but I said, I know some Black media outlets who deserve that GM money. I am too radical to be getting money from GM, Cadillac, or any corporation because I know what that money means. I know where what, what they expect for that money. Uh, it's just like sending your daughter on a date with a pimp you know, who, who, who wants to take her to Red Lobster and buy her the cheddar biscuits. And, and if you have any sense in your head, you're going to say to your daughter, like, look, babe, you know that when he buy you those cheddar biscuits, he's going to expect a, a return on his investment, right? So a lot of Black folks will line up and let these white supremacist corporations buy them uh, red lobster with the cheddar biscuits, make them feel a little bit special. And then, and then the next thing you know, they showing up for a booty call. They showing up to get you to kind of tone down whatever it is you're doing or somehow you've been compromising. You don't even know it. And uh, and, and so here's what I'll say about the Tamika Mallory, Vicky Dillard thing. I was a little bit disappointed to see Tamika block Vicky. And I believe that the reason Tamika block Vicky, in my view, is because white supremacy does something where when when white folks elevate you, right, when they put you on that platform, when they put you in the, you in the Grammys, you you doing Cadillac commercials now, you ain't no no I don't know how much money you're raising, but I'm sure you have access to corporations and and places that Vicky Dillard is not going to be inviting. They probably have most wanted. So they put most wanted posters up <laughs> of Vicky Dillard and he's corporating. Vicky Dillard ain't going to get no corporate money, right? And so what happens is it creates a wedge. It creates a wedge where you say, well, because I've been acknowledged by my oppressor, because my oppressor tells me that I'm special, because I is I is beautiful, I is smart, I is intelligent, right? Then I don't have to acknowledge you. I don't have to acknowledge you because I'm I'm in I'm a house Negro. You are a field Negro, right? But but here's the deal. Let me ask you guys a question. Let's do a poll right here in the black community. We're we're in the heart. Of, of the hood to some extent, except it's not, we're not ignorant hood. This is intelligent hood. This is, but this is hundred percent black. We're hundred percent B1. So I want to ask you guys this question. First thing I want to ask you is this, are you B1 black first? You put a yes in the chat. If you are a person that believes that the priorities of the black community should come before anything else, that we have to take care of ourselves before anybody else. Give me a yes or no. If you're in that category, answer that question in the chat. And then I'm going to follow up with a second question. Yes or no. Then I'm going to ask you another question. Now, mind you, there's a, we have a million subscribers on our different channels. We, people, you know, people, they only look at one channel sometimes, but they don't understand we got about five channels with a combined total subscribership of about a million people. That's not a tiny number. Um, how many of you have a tremendous amount of respect for Vicki Dillard? Type yes, even if you disagree. Even if you disagree. How many of you consider Vicki Dillard to be a significant and an important woman in the black community. You ain't got to agree with her. Now, I know some of y'all, you know, tell me, you know, I don't like Vicky because of this, or I didn't like when Vicky said that. Yeah, yeah, but but you know her heart's in the right place. You know that whatever she's doing, she's doing it for you. You know that when Vicky, Vicky wakes up and eats, eats blackness for breakfast, and she eats it for lunch and dinner, she ain't sitting there trying to figure out how to get along with some racist white liberal. She ain't trying to sit around how to figure out how to do the next Cadillac commercial. She's not trying to figure out how to sit next to Rihanna at the Grammys. <laughs> Vicky Dill is right here in the dirt with y'all. She's right there in the hood with y'all. She's right here getting blocked on YouTube, <laughs> right, with y'all. Like, like y'all don't know this. Like, when they find New Queen, like, they demonetized that platform because Vicky's, you know, commentary was a little too black. 
Y'all know what it is. So so here's my point. Here's why I asked you these very basic, simple questions. I like to get to the complex by starting with the simple. Most of you, and I see all the yeses that are coming up, uh, most of you love Vicki Dillard. Hundreds of thousands of you love Vicki Dillard, if not millions of people all around the world. She can go anywhere on the planet and get love and mad respect from black people who are 100% black. So Vicki is significant. Vicki is important. Vicki is a person that should be acknowledged. So, th- so what in the world would make Tamika Mallory or anyone else feel that they can just blow her off and block her? Like, I, I don't even have to, I don't even have to hear what you got to say because you don't matter. Because let me ask you this. If this were Stacey Abrams, if, St- if Stacey Abrams disagreed, like Stacey Abrams, now mind you, Stacey Abrams ain't putting the work like a Vicki Dillard. She ain't black first like Vicki Dillard. She's Democrat Party first, right? So she's a, a powerful Democrat, but she's not a powerful black woman. She's not a person that is going to be in the heart of the hood, truly solving real problems for black people, really talking about the real issues that black people are going through, uh, unless the Democratic Party gives her permission to do so. If Stacey Abrams had said that she disagreed with Tamika Mallory, do you believe that, give me a yes or no, do you believe that Tamika would have blocked Stacey Abrams? Give me a yes or no. Do you believe that Tamika would have blocked Stacey Abrams? Give me another yes or no. Um, if uh, Kamala Harris, another, again, another woman that you can say she's black, maybe she's not, I don't know, she's she's Indian too. I, I have no, I don't know what her background is exactly. I just, whatever. If Kamala Harris had disagreed with Tamika Mallory, now, remember, these are manifestations of white supremacy. These are not people that that built their power and authority in the black community. These people are people who built their power and authority by some white man holding the puppet string, dropping money on onto their platforms. Right. So if Tamika Mallory or if um, Kamala Harris had disagreed, do you think that she would block Kamala Harris? Um, if some celebrity, if Cardi B had disagreed, do you think Tamika would block Cardi B? Cardi B is um, let's just be honest. Cardi B is a big hoe. That's what she she's. I'm not being derogatory when I say this. She calls herself a hoe. Her song, her chorus of her song was there's some hoes in this house. There's some hoes in this house. And she kept reminding you there's holes in that. So if there's holes in the house and you're you're the only person in the house, then you must be referring to yourself as a hoe. Right. So Cardi B, if Cardi B had disagreed, do you think Tamika would block Cardi B? Well, what's the difference? Why would you um, block the person who. Um, despite whether you agree with her or not, maybe you don't like what she said. Maybe you don't like the way she said it, right? But but why would you block the person who gets respect from black people all over the globe, who's intelligent, who uh, cares about the community, who who might dis who might dispute you, who might disagree with you, but she's going to do it in a respectful way because that's how the nation of Islam rolls. That's all my friends in the nation are very respectful people. That's that's part of their core, the essence of who they are. That's why I love the nation so much. Why would you block her? And feel like it's okay, but not feel like it's okay to block other black people who only have their power because of white supremacy. Give me a yes or no. Another question. I, I, I like to ask these questions. You know, I'm a mathematician, so I need to help us understand that one plus one is always going to be two, no matter how you how much you how you feel about that. Um, if white people abandon Stacey Abrams or Kamala Harris or Cardi B, let's say white people decided that they were going to start, they were going to filed criminal charges against Cardi B for all those rapes she confessed to on her Instagram. If y'all remember that, she she confessed to doing what Bill Cosby did, but she didn't go to prison for it because Bill Cosby's a black man and Cardi's not, right? She's still doing interviews with the president, but he was also accused of sexual assault, If in case you aren't aware of that, right? So th- these sorts of uh, hypocrisies really help you uh, see the white supremacy that's in the room. So, um, so, so if white folks abandon Cardi B, do you think Cardi B would have any power? Do you think that she would still be out there? If, if white folks abandoned uh, Kamala Harris, do you think that she would still have power? Yes or no? 
See, so so, but 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 let but pay attention now. White people ab- abandoned Vicky Dillard on the day she was born. White folks ain't never had Vicky Dillard's back on any level. But Vicky Dillard does not get secure her power from white supremacist institutions. Vicky Dillard secures her power from us. She gets her power from the black community. The only people that have the power and ability to cancel a Vicky Dillard are black people. That's your power base, right? Kamala Harris, uh, you know, Stacey Abrams, Tamika Mallory, their power base comes from somewhere else. It's like you know, plugging outlets in the wall, right? Vicky is is plugged into the black wall, the black power power outlet. Tamika's plugged into maybe the the left leaning feminist power outlet, right? The the so called allies. Now now, so 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 my point I'm getting to is this: the reason that Tamika Mallory feels like it's okay for her to block Vicky Dillard and to act like Vicky Dillard's not relevant and to act like she shouldn't be acknowledged is because in Tamika's world, Vicky is not acknowledged. In that white supremacist world where, where people doing Cadillac commercials, going to the Grammys and doing this um, celebrity activism, Vicky Dillard isn't acknowledged and doesn't get uh, the respect that I believe that she deserves. Uh, and, and that's all driven by white supremacy and white supremacist money. Uh, white liberals tend to drive a lot of what is allowed in this celebrity activism space because white people own the Grammys. Black people don't own that. That's It's, it's a stupid, stupid award show. But for some reason, y'all think it's important because white people validate it. Um, uh, what is it? Uh, white folks own Cadillac. Black people don't run Cadillac. Maybe you can own stock in the company that makes Cadillacs, but, but you can't actually, you, you're not running that company. Uh, white folks don't, decide that, you know, the Black Lives Matter and all this stuff is going to be relevant. This stuff with police shootings of black men only became important when white liberal media like CNN and MSNBC decided that they were going to talk about it. If tomorrow they switched the subject, like if tomorrow they suddenly started talking about um, black men dying in prison, then suddenly y'all was a lot of y'all would start talking about black men dying in prison, even though black men been dying in prison for 100 years. Right. If they suddenly started talking about black children being shot up in Chicago, you would start talking about black children being shot up in Chicago because you, too, many of you, many of the people in this room are also white supremacists. You can't. I don't blame you. I'm not mad at you. And this has been poison that's been put into your intellectual food since you were a baby. You, you picked it up in the school system. You picked it up in media. You picked it up in some of the books you read. You picked it up on, the, on that corporate job when you decided that somehow going to college and going one hundred thousand dollars in debt to a big white university to go and go work for another white man. You thought that was a good idea. Right. There's a lot of programming that goes into this, right? You never got your reparations for slavery, but you've been getting your preparations for slavery since you were a child. Those preparations for slavery run deep. So it's okay if you're a slave. I'm not even mad at you. I understand how deep the programming goes. So my point is to say that that Tamika, um, I think I, I stepped in and spoke on this issue because I don't really look. I don't care if, if Tamika disagrees with Vicki Dillard. I, I really don't. I don't even care what she does. Who cares? I mean, Tamika's got white people's love. Why does she care what I think? I don't matter. But you need to sort of check yourself a little bit when you have allowed this power that's been given to you by these other people to somehow make you think that you can pretend like Vicki Dillard does not matter. That you, 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 you need to get out of this world. And this is a mindset that a lot of people have. I, I had this mindset 20, 20 years ago before I grew up. Um, this mindset that because you're not acknowledged by racist media outlets like CNN, MSNBC, 
or racist corporations like the, like the people that run the Grammys and, and the Oscars and all this stuff, because you're not acknowledged by massa, then I can treat you any old kind of way. I can just pee all over you, like a, do a R. Kelly on you, and it don't even matter because because they told me I'm, I, that I'm significant. Who told you you were special anyway? You think being on TV makes you significant as a black person? Who told you that? So what I'm saying to you is at the end of the day, uh, if you ask black folks, you know, if, if I did a survey on my on my uh, on my platform, you know, with which has you know, like I said, we have a million subscribers, so we ain't tiny. And I said, who do you favor in the black community? Actually, let me do it right now. Let me do a, a little straw poll. If you had to pick in terms of which person you rock with the most, would it be Vicky Dillon or Tamika Mallory? Type either Vicky or Tamika in the chat it, based on what your, your response is. Who, who would you rock with? Who do you look at and say, okay, this person, if I'm if I'm burning in a if I'm in a burning house, <laughs> right? And 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 my community is going down. Who do I think is really going to rock for the black community? And who do I think might not be available that week because she might be at the Grammys? Would it be Vicky or would it be Tamika? Which one? Which one? And again, and, and, and I want to be careful, though, because I don't want to make this into too much of a competition. And I probably did that last little poll. Um, and I'm, I'm even questioning myself even as I do this, because I did that last little poll to make a point to support Vicky in terms of saying Vicky matters as much as Tamika, if not more. Um, but but I, but but truth is, I don't even I don't even want to get into the point of comparing people in that way. But what I will say though is that this idea that somehow you think you can ignore this person because white people don't acknowledge her, that is a flawed way of thinking. That is fallacious thinking, and it's problematic. And somehow, and, and here's the thing too: what they do when when you are into that white supremacy thing, and you allow them to decide who your heroes are going to be, then they put crazy sons of bitches out in front of you like Lil Nas X who's literally, you know, sliding on stripper poles and getting butt banged by the devil, right, in a video, and, and these people become role models for you. Or you have people, weirdos, you know, uh, and all the weird people in Hollywood that are saying all kinds of crazy stuff, doing all kinds of crazy stuff, and you think that these people are successful because your oppressor decided to put them on TV. So I encourage you, whatever your standard is, make sure your standard for ju- evaluating people is your standard not a standard that somebody else created that they handed to you. I think that's extremely important. Okay, so do me a favor, hit the thumbs up button, hit the share button, hit the subscribe button. Uh, if you want to join us this weekend for the Black Love Weekend, it's right here. Uh, those of you that want to talk to experts, we, we literally have a bunch of experts coming in that will drop so much game on you in terms of how to manage your relationships with other black people. Uh, you know, all the way down, we, they're going to talk about like fake relationship gurus on the Internet. You got a lot of people out here giving you bad relationship advice. Y'all know who I'm talking about, and I'm not going to say no names, but y'all seeing these people giving this advice, telling you what you want to hear or whatever it is. And, and unfortunately, uh, you know, a lot of these people get their popularity because they sound good on on the Internet. But there are licensed experts who have proven scientifically proven techniques that can help you manage relationships better. They can help you pick the right woman, help you pick the right man, help you choose who your friends are going to be, help you get along with your business partners, help you resolve disputes, conflict resolution, all of that. And why are these things important? These things are important because you can't build nothing without good relationships. One of the reasons, like what y'all know, it's, it's 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 not a secret that I am a big ally of Vicky Dilly. We are that is my homegirl. I'll take a bullet for that lady. And the thing is about the thing about Vicky is 
the reason we get along so well is because she is a good human being that knows how to handle relationships in a productive way. And I give the Nation of Islam so much credit for that because when I think about Dr. Wesley Muhammad, I feel the same way. When I think about Brother Nuri Muhammad, I feel the same way. When I think about Minister Louis Farrakhan, I feel the same way. So I think that we need to take that in. You know, y'all out here taking in all this poison, all this nonsense is ruining your relationships. You know, your, your families are falling apart, which is killing your wealth. Families falling apart is the number one wealth killer in America. The lowest net worth individual in America is the single black mother. Her net worth is $5. The median net worth of a single black mother is $5. And, and then the, the baby daddy ain't doing too much better either. <laughs> you get out here, you get a bunch of, you follow these stupid rappers and you end up having a bunch of kids with a bunch of women. You can't pay the damn child support. How many of y'all know somebody in that situation where he can't even get, he can't even get a regular job no more because they're going to start garnishing everything the minute he starts working again. Well, I'm not making fun of that, but what I'm saying is that there's ways to manage your life, you got to manage your life like a business, man. Like when you talk, like when, when I get along, when I'm trying to get along with Alicia, we got, we got a relationship therapist before we even had any problems. Because I said, if I have start having relationship problems and I'm sitting here fighting with my woman, I can't go out here and build nothing because you're going to take all your energy fighting with the person that you with every day. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about, where you just drain because you're arguing with the person that's next to you all day long. So you can't, you ain't got the energy to go out and start a business and build wealth and all your money's gone. You go to court, you, you, you're paying all the lawyers, all this money. Like, like learn how to manage relationships. And that comes down to a few things. One, knowing what kind of people to have in, t- in your life. Uh, two, knowing how to repair. You must know how to repair when things go bad. You can't just get triggered and start cutting people off, chopping people up, you know, fighting all that all the time. You got to learn how to sit down and talk and figure it out. Right. Also, learning how to manage um, things like family and marriage. If you can do that. Right. So so the best, most successful economically successful people I've seen is like a husband and wife team where they get along really well. They, they figure, <clears throat> figure out what their roles are. They run a great business together and then they get their kids involved in the business. And maybe they got a couple little cousins that are working in the business. Boom. You got a multi-million dollar corporation right there. But imagine con- contrast that to some of our families where the cousin, you ain't talked to the cousin in three years because that mother owe me $20, right? You know, your, your siblings, you're pissed at your siblings because you've been fighting for, you know, for, t- for 10 years, you, you and your spouse don't get along because she got a boyfriend and you got a girlfriend, right? Th- that that sort of negative energy is a wealth killer. So that's why we're holding the Black Love Weekend. I hope you guys will join us. It's totally free. We start Saturday morning. We go for the whole weekend. It's going to be really, really fun and, um, and, and it's totally free and I think you're going to like it. So the URL is right there on the screen. I hope you'll join us and uh, I hope you guys have a good day. God bless you. Thank you. Hit the thumbs up button on the way out. Please hit the thumbs up button. And also don't forget, we have a social media platform, blagginuff.com. We're asking everybody to go sign up at Black Enough because they're going to eventually block people like me from the internet. I have no doubt because I, you know, when they, when they started, when they booted Minister Farrakhan and then they boosted, booted a page that was just sort of, you know, reciting quotes from Farrakhan, That told me that they're going to eventually come after people like me. So we got plan B's. Our plan B is plan black enough, B for black enough. So go to blackenough.com. You can find people in your own community uh, right there on that page. So you can actually have meetups, form investment clubs, you know, I don't know, date people, whatever it is, whatever it is you're looking to do, you can can do it on black enough. So feel free to go check it out. All right, guys, I'm out of here. Have a good day. Uh, Thanks for listening. And uh, I will talk to you guys soon. Take care. Peace. Here we are, clan the isms, cataclysm, great. Our people out here struggling, trying to make it in this state. Everybody out here doing it, but we the ones who late. Now, family, we the ones who gotta delegate. 
get that money in the power. Never be fake. Stick to cold shot for three. What did he say? Uh, create jobs. Support our own. Educate the same and buy back your own. Got three degrees. Triple ten. Three PhDs. Now we on the CNN. DBTV. Let's talk about negligence. Ignorance is bliss, but we can turn into intelligence. Believe none of what you hear. Half of what you see. Let's break it down here on Dr. Voice TV. Here we are.